0: Imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Oh, good Wednesday
1: morning, my friends. How are you? Welcome to Anger 911. I am your host, Janet Pfeiffer. I am the peace alchemist. And what a gorgeous day. Boy, I hope wherever you are, the sun is shining like it is here where I live, um, but I hope that it's nice and warm by you as well. We have a little bit of frigidness going on up here in New Jersey, um, but oh well, that's that's the way things go. But I hope that your day is starting out beautifully wherever you are. Make sure it's an extraordinary day. And I'm so glad that you chose to join us this morning because you know what? The holidays are, will soon be upon us. Next week is Thanksgiving, and in a little over a month's time, it will be Christmas. And you know what happens. We all get together with our families, and all of the fighting and the feuding escalates, doesn't it? It is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but actually turns out to be the most stressful. So today we're going to be talking about family feuds, quick tips on how to resolve them. You know what? Because you really want to enjoy your family, don't you? I have a big family, and I would prefer to enjoy them rather than fighting with them. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Grab your cup of coffee. We have a little bit of business to take care of as usual, and then we'll get right into today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Pfeiffer Power Seminars. We are your premier resource for all of your interpersonal training needs. We are leaders in the field of anger management, conflict resolution, emotional wellness, and relationships. And we've been providing workshops to businesses, schools, churches, and wellness centers for 20 years. When anger and conflict are the problem, we are the solution. So visit us at PfeifferPowerSeminars.com. That's P-F-E-I-F-F-E-R, Pfeiffer com. Or give us a call at 973-697-1904. That's 973-697-1904. And if you're struggling with some personal issues, do you know that I'm also a spiritual life coach? You don't have to struggle. There are solutions to every challenge that we face in life. And it doesn't take years and years and years in therapy to move you beyond whatever is holding you back. I've been coaching individuals and couples and families for well over 20 years. So if you'd like to get beyond What's holding you back and you need a little bit of insight and guidance and direction in life, give me a call. I work with clients individually or as couples in my home if you're local. um, Or I can work with you by Skype or phone. Either way, no matter where you are in this country, there is help available for you. So give me a call at 973-973. Six nine seven nineteen zero four, 697-1904, and we'll get you started on some appointments, okay? Or you can send me an email at Janet at anger911.net. And if your business doesn't have a website yet, you are losing business. Customers and clients expect businesses to have a website. And if your nephew designed the site, it is time for an upgrade. Either way, Bellamy Tech offers professional web design and maintenance at super affordable prices. So whether you want a simple web presence, which is a single page, the four-page Business Express, or the full-blown professional presence, Bellamy Tech is your premier choice in web design. Give Amy a call at 973 973- 4592791 that's 9734592791 or visit bellamytech.com that's b e l l a m y bellamytech.com and check out some of her designs she's a great web designer and web master and if you would like to advertise your business product or services on my show this is a great place you know I actually I have a wonderful special going on right now if you buy 2 months worth of advertising you get 4 months free how ridiculously crazy is that you pay for 2 months you get Four months free. So send me an email at Janet at Anger911.net and I will send you uh, all the details to that. But Anger911 is hosted by W4CY.com radio, which is a leader in internet radio. And we're also globally syndicated on iHeart. So we broadcast in 195 countries worldwide. We reach a total listener base of over 55 million people. I mean, that's enormous, and everybody's doing everything on the Internet, and they're listening to radio. So this is the most affordable place to reach the largest number of potential new clients. But our special is only valid until November 24th, which is only... Five days away. So you really have to act quickly again buy two months, get four months free. Send me an email today at Janet at anger 911.net. And I'll give you all of the details on that. And if you'd like to have your own show, That may be a great option for you as well. Hosting your own internet radio show is so much fun. It's super affordable and it's so easy to do. Again, if you want to have your own radio show, this is the place to do it with W4CY.com. So give me a call or send me an email and I will give you all of the details on that as well. All right. You know what? Let's get right into today's show because we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Family feuds. Well, I'm gonna offer you, by the end of today's show, I'm gonna offer you some tips, some quick tips on how to resolve them. You know, if you're part of a family, and most people are, I mean, there's very few people that don't have any family at all, but if you're part of a family, you know that families fight and argue over stuff all the time. There's such a diverse, uh, you know, amount of people. I mean, we all have different personalities. We have quirky behaviors. We have opposing viewpoints. Uh, we have different ways of doing things. Maybe our belief systems are very different. There's, there's a, a wide array of factors that contribute to why families argue and fight, why they don't get along. And you know what? No matter where you go in life. People are always going to disagree on things, but it doesn't mean that it has to end up in a family feud. You know, people can learn to have disagreements and still get along. But there's so many things within our families that we argue and fight about. One of the number one reasons why people fight is over money. Money. I mean, do you believe that? I have come to realize that money is one of the most insignificant issues in the world that we deal with. And yet we have made it one of the top contenders for family disputes. You know, we argue over how we spend money, how we save it, how we allocate it to different, you know, purchases, you know, how much goes to pay our bills, how much goes for recreation, how much goes for essentials. And and there's so many ways that we argue. We argue that we don't make enough or that we're not contributing. You know, everybody in the family is not contributing equal amounts. So there's there's so many different reasons why people argue over money. It just becomes this bone of contention. And, and I'll tell you, I had this in my first marriage. I was a saver. My first husband was a big spender. And unfortunately when you you know when you're first married usually you don't have a lot of money to spend on things. I mean you're just getting started in your careers, you know, you have a lot of major purchases that you're making that are eating up your budget. So money for a lot of you know newly married couples is very very tight and we used to fight about this all the time. I wanted to save money, he wanted to spend it. I remember one time we were I think we were only married maybe about a year. We were living in an apartment. We were trying to save for a house. And he came home one day with a brand new Pontiac GTO. Now, I I know I'm dating myself because I don't think – I don't even know the Pontiac is still around anymore. And if they are, I don't know if they make the GTOs. But back then, it was a really, really hot car. And this is what he wanted. And we had enough money in our savings account that he could have bought it. And I absolutely – and I never, ever did this. But I absolutely forbid him to take the money out of our savings account to buy this car because we were saving for a house. And he was so angry with me. He didn't talk to me for two weeks weeks, literally two weeks, he didn't talk to me. Um, I don't regret making that decision. Maybe I didn't handle it, you know, the best way possible. I don't think that we need to be forbidding our partners from doing what they want to do. I think we can learn how to discuss that. But at that stage of my mind, I was like panicking. It's like, oh, my God, he can't take that money because then we won't have anything. We'll be living in our car <laughs> instead of living in a house. Um, so we argue and fight about money. Another top issue in families are in-laws. And, I, you know, I really hate that word in-laws. I don't know. It just I, it kind of, I think because it reminds me of outlaws and outlaws are, are people that you definitely don't want to ever encounter. Um, but it just has such a negative a connotation associated with. I've been very blessed in my life. The two times that I've been married, I, I've had wonderful, wonderful in-laws. I've absolutely loved them. But that doesn't mean that there hasn't been issues that have come up with in-laws. You know, you have family members who are very interfering. You know, mothers who, when their children get married, uh, they want to be right there in the middle, telling their kids what to do. When their grandchildren come along, they want to tell their kids or their, you know, their daughters-in-law or son in law how to raise their children, how to spend money, how they should be spending their time. In laws can be very intrusive. You know, so there can be uh, a lot of stress uh, that surrounds our relationship with our spouse's families. And then, of course, is, you know, the the amount of time that we spend with them. Sometimes one side of the family is closer to their family than the other side is. A wife may be closer to her parents than a husband is with his. And so there there becomes that tension of, well, how much time do we spend with each side? You know, again, I, I, I think back to when I was married to my first husband, I actually this. Oh, my. God, I can't even really admit to this. This just sounds so absurd. But I used to keep track of how many hours we spent with his family versus my family because I felt that there was such an imbalance there. And I kept saying to him, we're spending, you know, far more time with your family and not enough with my own. And not that one family lived far away from the other and it wasn't possible to see them. We lived within walking distance of both families, literally. I mean, like two or three blocks in between each family. And so, uh, you know, I kept bringing this up to him and he was telling me, no, 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 we're spending the same amount of time. So I kept a record. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, God, I'm, I'm like so embarrassed. I'm turning red here just admitting to that. Um, and and I and I actually proved to him that we were spending six times more, more time with his family than we were with mine. Think that went over well with him? <laughs> Not really. Oh, my God, it only caused the situation to escalate. Um, but, you know... That's one of the issues that we have with in-laws or or getting along with each other. Again, it's sometimes it's hard enough to get along with our family of origin. Then you bring in in-laws or step families and you've got even more personalities and people bringing their own personal issues into this, uh, you know, new family. And so there's a lot there to deal with. And it's it's not uncommon for people to become frustrated or stressed out or discouraged by having to blend all of these different personalities and people begin arguing and fighting over this kind of stuff. You know, and if you're a parent, if you have children, again, this is another real source of conflict within our families are parenting styles. You may have one parent who's very lenient, the other one who's very strict. You may have one who believes in spanking and the other who doesn't, who believes in timeouts. You know, so all of these different parenting styles and how we discipline our children. And then especially if you go through a divorce, then it becomes even more difficult because then parenting styles that may have been similar while you were together now can become very different. And maybe the parent who is raising the the children now feels that they have to double up on the discipline and and teaching the lessons and and constantly monitoring their children because the other parent maybe becomes more lax. It's, well, I don't see my kids that often. I don't want to be disciplining them. I just want to enjoy them, you know, that kind of stuff. So these are issues that can cause a lot of stress and a lot of tension between uh, couples and extended family members and end up erupting into arguments and fights. And and the, the thing is, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, one of the problems that I've noticed is that, you know, people fight over stuff rather than over issues. Now, there's a difference. We're fighting over stuff, you know, and and I'm going to talk about this after our break, but we fight over stuff rather than getting to the heart of what is really bothering us. And I talk about this when I talk about anger. Anger is being only a symptom, okay? We, We get angry about things things external things the things that are triggering that emotion rather than getting to the root cause it's so critical in in our family units to get to the heart of what's really bothering that individual that can cause this particular issue to escalate to a fight you know you would never go to a doctor and have them only treat the symptoms you would want to get to the root cause of it. Well, you know, where is this pain coming from? Don't just tell me to go home and take two aspirin and the pain will go away because that's not fixing the problem. You want to get to the root of what the issues are. And that's what we need to do within our families. Stop fighting about stuff and get to the root of what's really bothering us. You know, I I love to read, um, like, Dear Abby type columns in the newspaper. Some of the stuff is really ridiculous. Most of it actually is really ridiculous. But occasionally there's something really good uh, to talk about. And very often I'll learn something. But I remember years and years and years ago, Dear Abby saying that the number one issue that people write into her about, the one that had gotten the most coverage of all the things that people are worried about or fighting about or confused about, the number one issue that people were arguing about was how to hang a roll of toilet paper. Really. Do you hang it with the paper coming over the top of the roll or coming from underneath the roll? This is what this got more mail for her than any other subject that she had ever discussed in all of her years as a a columnist. And I thought to myself, you've got to be kidding me. This is what people fight about. Are you kidding me? Who cares? Right. So she went through this whole explanation and blah, blah, blah. My response to that would be who cares? Seriously. Why don't you pick something that's really important and discuss that? rather than how you hang the roll of toilet paper. Be thankful that you even have a roll. (laughs) Imagine what life would be like if that roll ran out and there was nothing to replace it. All right, so maybe just be thankful that you have a roll, rather than fighting over what is the proper way to hang it. You know, and so many times we fight over being right. We fight to be right rather than to be fair. Right. Well, I mean, we have this whole thing where I'm going to be right. I got to prove to you that I'm right. And that's all a matter of ego. Okay. anybody who fights to be right needs to take a look at their self-esteem. All right. Because you don't feel comfortable enough with yourself. Then you that you could where you could accept that maybe the other person has more knowledge than you do in a particular area. Or maybe their way of wanting to do something makes more sense than your way. That's all an issue of self-esteem. You know, and that's all coming from a place of ego. It's all about me. I have to be right. I have to prove it. I have to, you know, be able to hold my head up high. I have to feel good about myself. I have to say face. It's all about I, 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 I. And that's all about ego. So, all right, we're going to take a real quick break. And then we're going to talk about getting to the root of why we fight over these things. Because, again, I said we fight over stuff rather than about real issues. So we're going to look a little bit more closely at that. But hang tight because, as always, we have a little bit of of, uh, care of. Today's show is brought to you by Pfeiffer Power Seminars. We are your premier resource for all of your interpersonal training needs. We are leaders in the field of anger management, conflict resolution, emotional wellness, and relationships. And we've been providing innovative workshops to businesses, schools, churches, and wellness centers for 20 years. When anger and conflict are the problem, we are the solution. So visit us at PfeifferPowerSeminars.com. That's P-F. E-I-F-F-E-R, Pfeiffer dot com. Or give us a call at 973-697-1904. That's 973-697-1904. According to Dr. Mehmet Oz, energy therapy is the most important alternative therapy of all alternative therapies. Quantum Wellness Centers offers energy and sound therapy to their clients through the use of quartz crystal singing bowls. The vibrations which the bowls emit balance the body and initiate healing. Sound therapy is beneficial in maintaining optimum health and is used to treat ailments from depression and anxiety to all forms of cancer. Not available for a private session? Order a healing music CD and experience the benefits of sound therapy in your own home. For more information, visit quantumwellness.org. That's quantumwellness.org. Or call 973-383-8022. That's 973-383-8022.
0: Start your week with high energy, motivation, and inspiration with host Nancy Ferrari of The Nancy Ferrari Show. With featured guests discussing topics on how to live a healthy, vibrant life with clarity. The Nancy Ferrari Show airs live every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific and on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Nancy invites you to join her online or by calling into the show where you will connect, evolve, and discover all that is possible. You can listen to replays on Saturday and Sunday, Saturdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Log on and listen to The Nancy Ferrari Show on W4CY.com.
1: Kent Guzzi creates intuitive compositions for individuals, businesses, and special events. A soul track is a unique expression harnessing the magic of music to facilitate healing and help remove energetic blocks, moving you and your business to the next level. Have a special project? Need music for a movie or trailer? Kent will create the perfect soundtrack to convey your message and energetic signature to the world. Services also include exclusive sonic branding for podcasts, websites, and businesses. So contact Kent for a free consultation today. Visit Kent Guzzi Com. That's K-E-N-T-G-U-Z-E-Y, KentGuzzi.com, or call 442-777-3627. That's 442-777-3627. And if you would like to advertise your business product or services on my show, I want to tell you about a current special that I'm, I'm having right now on advertising rates. You buy two months and you get Four months free. Four months of free advertising. Who else does that, right? That's just crazy ridiculous. But this is for a very, very limited time. The offer expires on Monday, uh, November 24th. So you want to take advantage of this right now. You actually end up getting 72 commercials for the price of 24. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But again, take advantage of it right now. Anger 911 is globally syndicated on iHeartRadio. We broadcast in 195 countries worldwide to a total listener base of 55 million people. Where else are you going to get that? All right, so you need to take advantage of this offer right now. Send me an email at janet at anger911.net, and I will send you all of the details. Buy two months, get four months free. And, you know, if you miss our live show on Wednesday mornings, you can catch the rerun on Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. on our affiliate station, w4wn.com. That's Sunday nights at 9 p.m., or you can listen anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio website. Just go to iHeartRadio.com and search for Anger 911. And there you will find all of my shows. So definitely check that out as well. And I want to invite you to follow me on all of the social media sites, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, all of them. I'm super active. And I love, absolutely love interacting with all of you. And I just want to remind you, too, to go to my website, PfeifferPowersSeminars.com, and pick up a copy of The Secret Side of Anger and my latest book, The Great Truth, Shattering Life's Most Insidious Lies That Sabotage Your Happiness, along with the revelation of life's soul purpose. You know, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who is world-renowned leader in mind-body-spirit medicine and a New York Times- bestselling author multiple times over, says of the great truth that all books of wisdom are meant to be read more than once. This is one such book. Wow. I'll tell you, I was really touched by that. I mean, I I love Bernie. I just think he's an amazing man. But to have somebody of his caliber actually endorsing both of my books, The Great Truth and The Secret Side of Anger, that really says a lot. These books are changing lives. They're super affordable. They're so easy to read. And you know what? They make great gifts. They make great gifts. So pick up a couple of copies um, of The Secret Side of Anger and The Great Truth. All right. Uh, Let's see. That's enough. Enough, enough, enough. All right. Let's get back to today's topic. We're talking about family feuds and quick tips on how to resolve them. Before the break, I was talking about the fact that we fight and argue over stuff rather than the real issues at hand. You know, All of the things that we argue and fight about are all fear-based. I mean, that's where fighting and arguing comes from. It's all based in fear. It's I have to stand up, I have to fight for what I believe, in. I have to fight to protect myself because we live in fear. We're so afraid that if we don't fight, We're either going to get ignored, taken advantage of, mistreated in some way. We're not going to get our needs met. We're not going to get what we're looking for. We're not going to be treated fairly. There's so much fear and anxiety that we all struggle with. And that's why we end up fighting over stuff. You know, we don't address the real issues. Let's take a look for a minute at the issue of money. All right, why do we why do we fight about money? That's the stuff that we're fighting about. Well, what are some of the possible underlying issues? Why are we fighting about it? Well, you know, very often, you know, like uh, for me, I I like to save money. I'm not a big spender. I grew up in a family where my parents didn't have a lot of money. We were probably lower middle income. I mean, my dad was a sole provider. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, which is the way it was done back in, in the 50s and 60s. But there was always this fear that you had to have a cushion of money. God forbid something happened. You know, the roof started leaking, you know, your child needed braces, uh, the car broke down, whatever it was. There was this fear of not having enough when you need So you had to have this cushion, you know, we had this, this false belief in financial security, there is no security in money at all, but it provides a false sense of comfort knowing that, well, okay, so I have, you know, $5,000 or $10,000 or $60,000 in the bank, so just in case if something happens, I'm okay, so now I can go to sleep at night and I don't have to worry. So the real issue then is this fear of not having enough. That's what has to be addressed. And what is that all rooted in? Believe it or not, that, that all uh, uh, goes back to a lack of faith and trust in ourselves. When I have confidence in myself, I don't need to worry about, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens? When I believe in myself, I say, well, you know what? If my car breaks down and I can't get to work that day and I don't have the money to fix my car, I'm resourceful enough to come up with an alternative solution, right? So the more faith and confidence I have in myself, the less I worry about not having enough money and so I don't have to argue and fight over it. I can still plan, I can still save, but there isn't that anxiety then that's going to lead me to having a fight with my spouse over it. But then there's a flip side to this whole issue of money as well. There are people who, always have to buy the, the latest and newest, you know, uh, toys that come out. So whether you're talking about toys for your kids or, or adult toys, you know, all of the technology and stuff that we have to buy, it's like, Oh my God, they just came out with a new phone. I got to get the new phone or, or they, you know, they, they made some changes on the TV. And now my TV that I bought last year is obsolete. I got to get the newest and latest model. And we have this need to constantly be buying stuff. And what is that really all about? Again, is this coming from an issue of insecurity? Do I feel like I need to prove to the world that I, you know, I can afford to buy all of this stuff because people are going to admire me. Oh, my God, he must have a wonderful job, you know, if he can afford all this kind of stuff. Or is it masking some, you know, do do I have this uh, this belief that I deserve all of this stuff You know, maybe as a child, maybe I I didn't feel worthy. Maybe we didn't have a lot of things. And and I was led to believe that, well, you don't have stuff because you don't deserve it. So maybe now I'm trying to to kind of fill that or, or change that perception of myself. And now I'm buying for myself because I feel like I deserve this stuff. So it's really, I'm trying to validate my own self-worth. Do you see what I'm talking about? Now, that may not be the case for you, okay? I'm not saying that this is, you know, written in stone. But I want you to think about it. I want you to think about what is the real issue here? Why are we fighting about money? We can certainly discuss it why did it, does it have to escalate to a fight? It's because there's a deeper issue that I'm not dealing with. You know, it might be very often the stuff that we buy fills a void in our life. You know, did did you go through a divorce? Did you just break up with somebody that you love? Or, you know, did your family die and now you're all alone? Sometimes buying all of that stuff then fills that emptiness. And, and we, and, and look at hoarders. I mean, people that, that, just collect stuff. That's filling an emptiness in their life. It's giving them that sense of security, that false sense of security. Again, so the reason why I'm talking about this is because I want you to look at what, are, what am I arguing and fighting with my family about? Those are just the symptoms. Okay, The stuff that we're fighting about are not the real issues. We have to get to the root of what's really bothering us. Look at in-laws or blended families. This is, again, this is such a sensitive issue for so many families. And what is, why are we fighting over this stuff? Very often that reveals an insecurity in our relationships. We don't feel confident. You know, I have one of my children is adopted uh, my son, Chris, and, um, and he's 41 years old now. I mean, he's he's not a little kid. But we have no records of his birth family. He, he came from Vietnam. Um, they didn't have records. He was in several orphanages before we got him. And nothing would give me greater joy than to find my son's birth family Am I worried that he's going to go with them and abandon me or that he'll love them more than he loves me? No, I don't have those issues. I'm very secure in myself. I'm very secure in our relationship. For me, it would just give him more people to love and more people who could potentially love him. But We fight over these issues with our in-laws and our blended families because very often it reveals an insecurity in our relationships with them or an insecurity in ourselves, how we feel about ourselves. We see favoritism, and we take that personally. You know, very often in families, the eldest child is favored or a child that, you know, maybe has certain gifts that are are considered admirable as opposed to other children that don't share those same gifts or talents. So we, again, looking at the deeper issue, what is really going on here that is causing this dispute to escalate into a fight? And then of course we have things like, you know, household chores, (laughs) right? How many times do we fight over that kind of stuff? You know, I think back to when my kids were little and they were always fighting over, you know, who had to do what? And so, in an effort to balance them, because they felt like one child had more responsibilities than the other, or one had a chore that was more time-consuming than the than the other one did, and they were constantly measuring and comparing, and it was causing a lot of fighting, you know, within my kids because they felt that they were being picked on or they were being treated unfairly, or well, well, that one, you know, has is getting the the chores and aren't as dirty or disgusting or as time-consuming because well, you like that. kid better than you like everybody else so there was so many issues going on here that for me the way that I chose to resolve that was we had a chore list and every week we would just rotate you know this week the you know the oldest child has you know the chores in the A column and the second child has, has chores in the B column and we just kept rotating every week so nobody felt that anybody was was uh, you know uh being shown any type of favoritism but that imbalance in the distribution of responsibilities, you know, might be the issue that's at at the base of how household chores are are distributed, or maybe an individual not feeling appreciated. You know, it could be a child not feeling appreciated. It could be a husband who comes home from work and helps out his wife around the house and then feels like he has more responsibility than she does, and he's not being appreciated. So it's really getting to the the root of what's really troubling us so that we can get those issues resolved. And so much of this, so much of this has to do with issues of power and control. We have no idea at all just how many of the decisions that we make and the issues that we're struggling with can all be traced back to issues of power and control. You know, we feel as though we're being taken advantage of. And so we fight, you know, to for for more balance in our relationships. But again, those issues that, that, you know, when you're looking for control in a, in a relationship, it's all an illusion. There is no such thing as control except for self-control. Okay. The, The only thing that we have control over are our thoughts, but we really don't have control in our relationships. And we, and yet we seek to be in that position of authority where we can exert our power over others because it makes us feel powerful and it makes us feel protected. But again, that's all an illusion. So in trying to get And let me not even say trying in getting these issues resolved and getting to the root of what is really bothering you so that these differences don't have to escalate into family feuds that could last for hours or days or weeks or months or years. I mean, it can destroy families. It's really critical to pay attention to where we are operating from, where, what is my motive behind all of this? Am I coming from a place of ego, which is all about me, which is all fear-based. Every decision that I make is based on my own needs, my feelings, my wants, this whole need to protect myself from who I perceive to be the enemy, or are my decisions coming from a place of spirit? Spirit concerns itself equally with the well-being of all family matters. There is no favoritism. There is no need to self-protect because I love myself as much as I love you. I care about my needs being met as well as I care about others. So all the decisions then that are made when you're operating from a place of spirit are coming from a place of love, not ego, which is all coming from a place of fear. Okay, got that? Because that's really going to determine how successful or unsuccessful you are in getting these differences resolved. So it's really important then um, not to fight to be right, but to fight to be fair. All right. Fight to be fair. That's really one of the keys. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then I'm going to come back and share with you 10 tips for preventing family feuds from escalating. Today's show is brought to you by Pfeiffer Power Seminars. We are your premier resource for all of your interpersonal training needs. We are leaders in the field of anger management, conflict resolution, emotional wellness, and relationships. And we've been providing innovative workshops to businesses, schools, churches, and wellness centers for 20 years. When anger and conflict are the problem, we are the solution. So visit us at PfeifferPowerSeminars.com. That's P-F-E-I-F. FER Pfeifferpowerseminars dot com or call us at nine seven three six nine seven nineteen oh four. That's nine seven three six nine seven nineteen oh four. Do you or someone you need need anger management? I'm sorry, do you or someone you know need anger management? Contact David Peterson at 908-310-8519. David is a certified anger resolution therapist. He has been conducting anger management groups for men since 2005. His 13-session program meets in Far Hills, New Jersey on Monday evenings from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Self-referrals and court-mandated referrals welcome. Call for an appointment at 908- 310 No insurance is processed, but credit cards are accepted. Visit David at AngerManagementNJ.com. That's AngerManagementNJ.com. Michael J. DiNardo has been amazing audiences for more than three decades with his vocal genius. His seasoned voice has been heard from Las Vegas to the Atlantic City casinos. Michael has performed with the New York big band, appeared in the movie Wise Guys with Danny DeVito, and has recorded dozens of songs available on CD. This acclaimed singer dubbed Better Than Sinatra richly embodies the big band era. Michael is available for corporate events, holiday parties, birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, New Year's Eve, or any other event that you want to make a memorable one. Check out Michael's website at jerseysinger.com. That's jerseysinger.com. Or you can visit Michael on YouTube. Just search for Michael J. DiNardo. That's D-I-N-A-R-D-O. And you can listen to any of his dozens of songs that he has posted up there. I've used Michael uh, to, you know, perform at parties and gatherings that I've had. He is absolutely spectacular. And while you're on YouTube, don't forget to check out my first music video. Just search for Janet Pfeiffer God's Way. Janet Pfeiffer God's Way. And you will hear my rendition of a Frank Sinatra classic. I rewrote the lyrics and I must say that I am very, very pleased with the way that, uh, that that video has come out. And I also want to remind you to take advantage now. You really need to act on this immediately of my advertising special. Um, buy two months, get four months free. I will never repeat this offer. Buy two months of advertising on anger 911 and you get four months free. That's 24, you get 78 ads for the price of 24. I'm sorry, 72 ads for the price of 24. Uh, But this offer is very, very limited and it expires on Monday, November 24th. So you must act quickly, okay? Two months, four months And anger 911 is globally syndicated on iHeartRadio to 195 countries worldwide and a listener base of over 55 million people. So this is the place to advertise. All right give me a call right now, better yet, send me an email at Janet at anger911.net and I will send you all of the details on that. And don't forget to pick up your copies or copies of The Secret Side of Anger and The Great Truth. Pick up multiple copies, keep them in your home, give them out to people that you think would benefit from reading these books. I actually, I've done that with books before and I've actually had people who do that. They order my books buy the case, which I give a great discount if you do that. Um, And then they just give them out to people just out of the goodness of their heart because they know that people are gonna benefit from reading them. So consider picking up multiple copies of The Secret Side of Anger and The Great Truth. All right, I wanna get right into the solutions for resolving family feuds. All right, so before you begin this process, And you've heard me say this over and over and over and over and over again. It always begins with the self. You know, we look at other people and we consider them to be the problem. This guy's got issues. You know, Uncle Joe has a problem. But It's not always about the other person. You always have to start by looking at yourself. So before you try to resolve any of these issues with a family member or multiple members, right, the first thing you need to do is ask yourself, couple of personal questions like this one. What has my role in this situation been? All right? How have I contributed to this particular issue becoming a problem within this family? You know, have I contributed or how have I contributed to the breakdown of our family unit? Is it my attitude? Is, my, is it my actions? Is it my words? Or maybe my lack of those. Maybe, you know, maybe I haven't said what I needed to do or do what I needed to do that has contributed to this. But on every level, we are either a part of the problem or a part of the solution, we all contribute negatively to our relationship. So that's where it all begins. It all begins with that self-examination. What is my role in all of this been? And I need to work on resolving that before I can then expect to be successful with my family. So, okay, let's assume that you've, you know, done that personal inventory. You've looked at yourself. You've taken, you know, accountability for your role in this and you've corrected whatever mistakes you have made in the past. So here are 10 things now that you can do that are going to help you to resolve these uh, differences with your family so that they don't have to end up becoming uh, a a major problem. The first one is you need to, as, as respectfully as possible, and trust me, you can always be respectful. There's never an excuse not to be, but as respectfully as possible clearly and succinctly identify the area that needs attention. So you go to your family member and you say, look, the holidays are coming. I know every year we argue over, you know, where we're going to celebrate Christmas. You know, it's, I don't feel like driving to your house. You live too far. I want you to come to my house, but you know, you complain. So we have to get this issue resolved. Where are we going to be spending the holidays this year? Right? A lot of families fight over that. So you identify what the topic is that you want to discuss. All right. The second step is that you remove all distractions. Anything that interferes with you staying focused on this discussion needs to be removed. Such as, I know a lot of you are not gonna like what I have to say, technology. All right. Turn your cell phones off, turn the TV off, Get turn the computer off, get rid of all of it. If you have to go someplace where there is no uh, technology, you know you don't have access to that. But you have to remove all distractions small children, okay, they can be a source of distraction, right? If you need to talk about an issue, make sure that your kids are off in the other room playing or, or you know, doing something outside with their friends or send them to a friend's house or whatever. Um, anything that you're working on, you know, very often, I, like, I multitask all the time. I never do just one thing at a time. But when I need to talk about a serious issue, I need to stop all that. I can't be in the kitchen baking cookies if I'm on the phone talking to my mom about something that's serious. I need to know that, all of my attention is is being placed on this issue. So both parties need to be fully engaged with one another. So you have to remove all of those distractions. The third step is to allow each party enough time to state what's on their mind without interrupting them. All right. One of the reasons why people become so frustrated is because they feel like they're not gonna be able to say everything that they need to say. All right. So give people enough time. You'll get your turn. All right. But allow the other person to go first. So when you do that, when when you when they know that they're going to be able to say everything that they have to say and they're not going to be interrupted or rushed, they'll be more relaxed. And when people are more relaxed, you can make better progress with them. It's the stress is a, has a lot to do with the breakdown of communication. So allow them enough time to express their thoughts and their concerns. And then it's really important to validate their perspective. Okay, just acknowledge what they're saying. Okay, you know, I I see what you're saying. I I can understand why that's important to you. You don't have to agree with them. Validation does not mean that you agree with them. It simply means that you have considered everything that they have have said, that you have been able to see things from their perspective, and you understand that for them, their position is very valid. All right. So you listen with your heart, not simply with your head. That's absolutely critical. That's called compassionate listening. When you're able to listen with your heart and not just intellectually know what, you know, what the other person is talking about. The next step, and this is really critical, is to ask questions to gain a deeper insight into what they're saying. Very often, somebody will say something, but we don't really understand why they feel the way that they do, or we don't understand in great detail what it is they're looking for. Ask questions, don't make assumptions, You know, don't, don't form you know snap judgments about things, ask questions because it really shows that you're interested in what the other person has to say, and it will better help you to figure out a way to get this issue put to rest because now you have a deeper understanding of what that person is talking about, so ask questions. Number 6 is avoid criticizing and making fun of the other person. How many times do we do that? Oh, you're just being ridiculous. You know, nobody in their right mind would feel that way. Oh, you just, you know what? You always you're such a drama queen. Oh my god, like I can't stand you anymore. Those are the kinds of things that are going to cause a breakdown in the process and they're and they're only going to, you know, fuel the situation and cause it to escalate. So, refrain from criticizing or making fun of people. Be respectful at all times. It's not that difficult. And don't tell me that people have to earn your respect because that's ridiculous. I did a whole show on respect. Respect is not something that we earn. Respect is a God-given right. It simply means that you are valued. You have the same value as I do. You are not worth less than I am. Your feelings and your needs are not any less valuable or important than mine are. So it's really critical to be respectful at all times. And then avoid blame and accusations, you know, we uh, immediately when something goes wrong, what's the first thing that we want to do? We want to blame somebody. We want to hold somebody accountable. Well, you know, this is all your fault. You know, you're the one who always causes problems in this family, or I never would have been rude to you if you hadn't said that to me. Oh, my Lord, uh, <laughs> just avoid them. Okay, I'll go into greater detail on that in another show. But avoid blame and accusations because they're destructive and they're only going to sabotage the, any, any progress that you're making. All right, no blame, no accusations. The next step, and this is critical, is ask them what they need from you in order for this issue to be resolved. All right? Ask them. Ask to them. come right out and say, okay, what is it that you need in order to be happy with the situation? What do you need in order for this to work better for you? And then listen open-mindedly and non-defensively. When you express a concern for the other person's well-being. They're going to be more receptive than to giving back to you because people are going to fight for their position because they feel like they have to defend themselves against the enemy. Once you ally yourself with them and let them know that you really care about their well-being and that you really care that they're going to be satisfied in the end, then they're going to be much more cooperative. So ask them what they need and then discuss whether or not you'll be able to accommodate that. Sometimes what they're looking for, for whatever reason, you're not going to be able to give them. So make any necessary adjustments. And then state your position as well. This is where now it's, now it's your turn to stay, how you feel, what you need, what you want, and then let them know what you need from them as well. Because this is a two-way street, all right? So, But make certain that what you're asking for is fair and reasonable. Right? If you're looking for something that is totally you know, out of alignment with reality or something that they can't possibly grant you, then it's not going to work. Make sure that what you're asking is fair and reasonable. And then compromise. That's always the key. You know, a winner-takes-all mentality is never the solution. It's absolutely critical that if you want to get these issues resolved that everybody must feel satisfied in some way with the outcome. Otherwise, if they don't, they're going to come back and bring this issue up again. right. So and then thank them, you know, let them know that you really appreciate the time and the effort that they put in. Everybody wants to feel appreciated. Everybody wants to feel validated. And if we do that within our families, then guess what? We don't have to fight with them. We can resolve these differences in a much more peaceful way. Does that make sense? come on, it's really, it's not rocket scientists, people, all right? It really isn't that difficult. Just means you got to let go of your ego, got to operate from a place of spirit. So, you know what, families are always going to disagree on things, but disagreements don't have to escalate into family feuds. It's really important to remember that every family member plays a vital role in the wholeness and the integrity of the unit. And when you keep that in mind, when we learn to embrace our differences and our uniqueness and our giftedness, then we can utilize all of those qualities to strengthen and enrich the whole family unit. And we can finally learn to live in harmony with and enjoy our families and be free of all of the fighting. (sighs) Wow, we are out of time again. All right, look, I hope I gave you some really good tips. Check out my blog on anger911.net. All of these tips are listed on my blog. You know, share that with everybody that you know. Let's have some peace and and quality time with our families, okay? We don't need to escalate everything into a family feud. We can really learn how to get along with and enjoy them for a change. All right, I want to thank you so much for spending this hour with me. I want to wish you all a very, very peaceful and blessed week. And as always, I want to leave you with one quote to think about, one of my favorite quotes from Scripture from 1 Corinthians. Let all that you do be done in love. Thanks so much, my friends. Have a peaceful and blessed week, and I'll see you back here next Wednesday. Bye-bye.
0: Surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still, will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees, will I